0: (音楽) ¶¶ All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach. Uh, This particular podcast, we're going to be talking all things sport, predominantly rugby league, and what's been happening the last couple of days. Uh, If you are new, we sort of split our podcast into two. We cover league and sport, and we also cover horse racing. So we've just recorded one for the weekend, uh, looking at Ramwick, and we also release another one as well, looking towards Melbourne. So, But this one... We're talking all things rugby league. Uh, maybe touch on the Wallabies, Daniel Ricciardo, the tennis, NFL, and whatnot. But as I welcome in the boys, I've got Tom, I've got Kohai. They're both here. Uh, we probably don't have to talk too much about Manly, do we, Tom? Oh, it was just
1: a great game, really. Friday night, um, Melbourne just won. Never getting out of first gear. Shut down, <laughs> Tommy, and mate, it was. Um, I was I was pretty nervous before the game. Um, but I that was the minutes. strongest Melbourne side they've they've had all year How was your like bench? They haven't had all these <laughs> players together And um, they did really well And it was a guy that probably The one spot we um, probably weren't fit on Was at our car And Loomy Loomy kicked off from the mistake And um, they look good, Melbourne, from there And hopefully they uh, can win a couple more games And another premiership would be great But yeah, it was it was great watching
0: for me anyway Pump the brakes, mate How was it, coey
2: Oh, next question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tommy and I had this talk. I can't remember what day of the week it was. It might have been Sunday uh, after a, a whole day of digesting it and everything else. And I, was, I think Tommy's question was exactly at what point did you think it was all over? And I pretty much said I was happy going into the first half, like the break uh, when we were 16-8. Six, uh, no, sixteen six something like that, um, and then Melbourne got that late try with Paps going over the line and made it 20-something 20, 20 to six, mm. and I just went, oh, the three-try stretch is just too big, and, you know, I think rightfully Melbourne played well and, you know, they, they held and they did everything right, more more so to speak, and well, we just need to come up with a few solutions and how we can... Um, work with turbo in i think we've got too many set plays i think that's just how i saw it i think we've just got too many um we don't have too many bootleg plays which is good we want to be more set and organized when it comes to it but i think we need to surprise our opponents and when you're playing top class teams like melbourne the element of surprise will take it take them aback and I think that's where we can utilise Tommy. And let's be honest, Tommy was always going to be the target going into that game for Melbourne. Uh, any any which way that can stop him from running the ball freely, uh, that will pretty much dictate how the rest of the game will go and they successfully you know did so from start to finish so yeah, yeah props to them I guess
0: so they, they had a pretty good game plan of just kicking to the corners and probably not getting it to Tom but one thing like you just did perhaps Scott him got himself a couple of tries and you know obviously back to his really good playing and you know people that don't know that we are we talked to him a bit he's a friend of the show and I actually hit him up after the game because I was pretty devastated because I was giving him a bit of shit saying how oh, we're gonna fuck him up and stuff and Anyway, he uh, he said that, uncharacteristically, Manly were just, from the get-go, within the first little bit, were just giving, he goes, heaps of chat on the field, giving heaps of shit, like, you know, heaps of chat. He goes, we'll, we, they were kind of rattled. We, were not, we, we came out firing, and, you know, we didn't really look back. So... The fact that we also didn't have Lachlan Croker, I think that was a big sort of loss. Like, Lachlan Croker's nothing to sing, you know, right home about, but he's also been our hooker for all year. So when you have Brandon Smith and you also have Harry Grant as your backup and we have Kane Lawton filling in, nothing against Kane, but uh, it was a, t- it was a that- tough fucking viewing because we were, I, to be Is honest, that- I watched it 10 minutes in, King, and I was just like, oh, we're done.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I thought the same. And you know what, like... um. In true memory style, they oh, wow. just non disregard Lawton. I think Lawton actually played okay for circumstantially. I think he wasn't he wasn't the worst on pitch or anything like that. I just think that, you know, when Cheese came off with that cheek injury, which <laughs> yeah. you know, they're to a certain degree they're absolutely blessed with having um Harry Grant on the sideline you go, My God, that's any other team would be like, Yes, their number nine is out. But Melbourne's just, yeah, the polar opposite, you know. For the nine role, yeah, Harry Gregg can come yeah. in. And then, you know, for Pappenhausen or any of the rest of them, like Hughes looked a little bit shaky off the back of that tackle from um, Hines Schuster. on the bench. Yeah, Hines on the bench. So you just go, oh, shit, I mean, that's not the whole you – know. Oh, damn.
0: They can
2: cover all bases and the flexibility that they have as a as a, as as a, a team, team yeah. from one to seven. Yeah, 1-17 is unbelievable. And, you know, it's just the adaptability that Bellamy brings to the team. And it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, so Harry Grant, Tui, Kamakamika, Nelson and Nico as your bench. Uh, you're going to do well in any kind of game. So, you know, the score was 40-12, to 12, which this, because of this, and because of Penrith losing, uh, it's not going to be a storm Penrith grand final, which I'm assuming the bookies, well, I know they have, took... Numerous bets all through the season for that to be the Quinella, and that to be the Grand Final. So we face so Storm pumped us forty to twelve. Oh, what's, what have we got there? <laughs> um, so the other game, though, I'll go to Uki for this one. The Roosters played the Titans, only won by a point. So we take on the Roosters next week. They were very lucky at the very end, especially with um. Mr. Herbert not just giving it to Fafita and scoring to win the game. One little winger for the Titans wasn't too happy after it happened. But look, we're playing. we we're, we're going to be playing the Batter than Brewers Roosters. You happy?
2: Yeah, I more or less I am happy. I mean, I, I'm glad that we made the top four so we can get this opportunity more more so to speak. But that game, mate, like it was actually a really really good finals game. I think everyone was under the assumption, and we were as well, that Roosters was just run straight over the top of Gold Coast. And, yeah, they actually showed up, and it was actually really entertaining right to that final whistle. And, I mean, that brain snap – call it a brain snap, I guess, from Pat Patrick Herbert. I mean, his intentions were right, but his execution was just poor, wasn't it? Like, it was just – Game on the hand, that he had options to pass to two players on the outside of him, one being Fafita, one being Corey Thompson. He offloads that. It's, they I'd win. say, nine times, 99% of the time, yeah. it will be a try. They win. So, I mean, not nothing to take away from a Gold Coast team. I think they fought well and everything else. But it's just, I guess that's just the difference between uh, an A-grade team to someone that's just young and upcoming. I guess so that's just what it was in my eyes. What did you think of the game, Tommy?
1: Yeah, they played. Um, it was it was really entertaining. Though. I thought the the Titans gave it everything, but um, I thought the Roosters were going to run away with it, but they kept letting him back in. Um, Sam Walker only playing seven minutes at the end. I could I couldn't believe that. I thought they were going to use him a lot a lot better. I uh, you got a feel for him. Um, at the end there, poor Patrick Herbert. I mean, Fafita probably should have made himself a bit more known, but I Thompson was screaming for it on the wing. Like, mate, if he holds the ball, if he passes, like any basically any option was better than the one he took and you all have to pop that on the chin. Titans probably didn't deserve to be in the eight. I mean, they had a had a lot more losses than wins this year, but they'll definitely improve on that. Um, I think Fafita... I mean, a lot of lot's been made of for faders here, but I think yeah, actually he's played pretty well. If um apparently it's come out he's had a rib problem for at least two months. So I think he's actually done pretty well and they've managed him well off the bench and he'll learn from that and go um strength to strength. But um you just you can't rule the roosters out. I think I think you guys are gonna have massive um massive tasks to beat the roosters, you should do it with all the injuries they've got. Um, Can we mention Sam if, Barrels?
0: I, Thoughts on him getting suspended for two games?
1: It's a bit harsh to miss two finals games, for, or at least one finals game. For
0: I reckon that. it's ridiculous, I mean, yeah.
1: Uh, there's not, what else could he have done?
0: Yeah. Well, the fact that he got two and Junior Polo got none, they were pretty similar to me.
1: Yeah. It, 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 it sucks for them. I, I don't know what happens now if they use... Lock and Lamb at Hooker, and Walker um, comes on, or they use that Ben Marshkey. or they might even go Walker at nine. Victor. Yeah, you wouldn't think they'd move Victor. They need him, sort of at the thirteen. So yeah. um, it'll be really interesting. But I think it sets up. I think we got two really good finals. I mean, Roosters and Manly played some epic, um, epic games in finals. I, I even remember the year you guys played in the grand final. You played in the first round of the finals, and I think. I can't remember who won, but the the game was four nil, and it was just it was just a slugfest. And then they met in the grand final, and it was like what thirty to twenty or like massively high score in like you you play some really good games. So and then you got Penrith and Parra, like um, the Westies having the Battle of the West. So. I think two really good
0: finals games um, we've got this weekend. Yeah, and the, the the surprising one was the Rabbits beating the Panthers, right? So people were writing them off, no trail, no Rabbits, blah, blah, blah. Um, rabbits were really good. Um, they were strong. Forwards were good. Cody Walker stepped up. Adam Reynolds is a fucking gun. Still can't believe he's he's leaving the Rabbits because he seems to be, to be the heart and soul of that team. Um, so 16-10, they get the chocolates. And then also... You know, the eels were, you know, they were probably blessed with a little um, call at the end. So, Kohai, what do you reckon with this? Um, you know, it's a weird it's a weird rule. We have a knight's nice friend of ours who was fuming about it. So, it looks like Gutho went to kick. He actually dropped it cold. But because it dropped and you kick it at the same time, it's not classed as a knock-on or whatever. And it's actually classed as a kick. So, a bit of a
2: bizarre rule. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan. I mean, Tommy explained it to me before the show. And I just go, oh. I I think there has to be a, a clearer definition. Like, we're so, you know, uptight with our rulings nowadays about you know, whether it's in the ruck or whether, you know, all these six agains and this and the other. And something like this goes down the wayside and happens in finals footy, for example's sake. And you go, oh. It's not the time or the place. That's kind of how I felt about it. Like it's and I, I, I genuinely think the refereeing up until that last five minutes was quite quite well played by um I can't remember who was refereeing on the day, but yeah, I think both teams were evenly matched up and the calls were pretty much evenly matched. So it was just a little bit of a negative spin to what was the I mean the end result in my eyes, Parramatta were still up by two at that stage. So yeah. it, I reckon that that they would have won anyway is how I'll adjudicate it. But it just, it just puts that negative connotation and stigma to it that we definitely didn't need for, you know, A, a finals game and what was, B, a, you know, great contest for 75 minutes.
0: Um. Tom, I want to go to you. Like one of my favourite part of the weekend was the I always like a good press conference, right? And you love it when like a team's getting smashed and you know that they've got to go in front of the media. But this one with Wayne and Ivan was fantastic, right? So Ivan went first. Wayne apparently apparently is notorious for it too, just waits and doesn't want to go first. So he just like lets him get in there. Ivan runs his mouth a little bit. Wayne just lays the smack down to him. So Wayne, at the beginning of it, he was just giving like one word answers and you could see it was just gradually getting there. And the journos were like, fuck you ask him, you ask him whatever. And it actually got fantastic. He was sort of (laughs) just like gave him a slap down. And what do you think of this? So Ivan's obviously saying that, Oh, we've got to stop this happening. But at the same time, every coach does it, right? Oh,
1: for sure, man. Like, um, I, I think the biggest thing with Ivan as well is I think Brandy said it straight after that if, it was Wayne that came out first and he said what Ivan had said. He'd be saying how good was that Wayne's deflecting the problem onto the other coach. Like it, it was and, – and it's worked because like Penrith, Penrith weren't that good. They've only lost three games all year before that. And a lot of people all week, all they've talked about is a press conference. So he's taken the um, shine off his team. And then Bennett afterwards, I actually thought Bennett carried on a bit, but he's he he's so good at making it look like that he um that he's always the right person and him schooling Ivan. But it was simple, as he said, Zach, like he he went second, so it, it's always going to look that way. And he's only taking what the journo said. They, if he saw the whole press conference, he his comments are probably different. But when it's just journo's feeding him certain lines, of course he's going to go off, and of course he's going to look better. But um it was it how how good was the viewing though? Like so much like um it was a really good game for starters and I thought South just played so well. And then um and then you're thinking, like, that was that was a great game. How's it to get better? And you sit back and watch the press conferences and you go, Wow. Um Yvonne and Cron I was watching on um Fox and it looked like they're all about to fall off their seats, they were blown away with it. So it's good to have that in and if they plan a grand final then that's a battle i mean even if the roosters play south next week it is a battle because wayne's come out against roosters before and yeah. wayne's come out against bellamy before and all these people so he, he's the master of it wayne and he wants to win a company's final year at south and you can tell he's really turned it on and He's got the South humming at yeah, the Blake, right time Blake as Blake well, Taft's
0: so. doing well. He played a sick game. Mate, he
1: dropped that first bomb, and like, how often do you see it? they drop the first bomb against Cleary and they drop can go under the shell? Yeah. I mean, what about Mansour a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, like, <laughs> um, yeah, he he was in all sorts. Um, but Af, he, he went really well, and I think Nichols said on the Sunday Footy Show after he's like, by the end of the game, he was barking orders at all the forwards.
0: He's, and he's um only playing his. He's a successful 10 game touch player. Touch footy yeah. player yeah um, so.
1: I heard him as well I heard um, uh, he was caught um, when he was a bit younger as well screaming at um, Denning and Kemp to do a goosey and he put it up on Instagram and stuff like that. so <laughs> really? he's a big rugby leg lover and gets around it and that um, Wayne wouldn't put him in there if he didn't think he could do a job and like, no one no one thought he were gonna win and I yeah, it sets no. up makes it interesting. I think, I think it was sixty-five percent had that grand final, as you were saying, Zach.
0: Yeah, sixty-five percent yeah.
1: of the market. Yeah, it was ridiculous.
0: Huge amount of bets and stuff for it. When you, when we were seeing them pile in, it was all just that Quinella. Um, did you see Reid Marnie say "fuck" on live live TV? Were you watching? I think I sent it to you guys. Were you guys watching it yeah. live?
2: Yeah, I did see. So I funny. didn't see it live, but I saw
0: it, yeah. I was crying, man. I, I was like, did, what did I just watch? Got, I'm like rewinding it going, he didn't just do that. And then, but what you he, he didn't say was like, he said it, then looked, and obviously he's looking at his phone, You're like, fuck, I'm live. And he's trying to like get out of it and stuff. It was so funny.
2: I, I want to ask Tommy something. Um, going into the finals, now that um, you boys won't face the Penrith Panthers, does that make you even more confident, mate? No, or now we might not make the grand
1: final because we probably play Penrith in the prelim. So it's gonna be hard for Melbourne. Like even if they win, then they they've got to like play their best game to beat Penrith to make a grand final.
0: You might you play a grand
1: final. So i like I would have rather have um Penrith faced them once yeah in a grand final. Yeah. No, yeah. But um it, it makes it harder, but um Mate,
0: uh, yeah, I just hope Penrith and Parra just slog it out this weekend. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be like... It, uh, mate, Parra played some pretty good footy, so Mitch Moses was fucking flying on the weekend too. So imagine if Parra knock out Penrith. It's going to be... I'm pumped. I love this sort of time of year. Um,
1: I, I actually think... Uh, we'll get into our tips later, but I, I think we're going to have two close games. I mean, both lines are like 11 and 12 each. I think... I, think both I agree are going to
2: me. Tight. I, I totally agree. I think it's got to be just... I think it's got to be proper finals footy. I think it'll be down to the wire. And both all, all four teams that participate this weekend, they're just going to be firing on all cylinders and nothing to lose mentality. They've got everything to give. So <laughs> yeah. I anticipate a really hard contest.
0: Well, let's go into it then because I'm going to disagree with you guys. Um, but... Manly $1.27, Roosters $3.80. Like Tom said, the line is 11.5. I'm just going to check what they've done with the total points. Total points, they're thinking 46.5. Um, with us, we're bringing back and Croker, which is fantastic. We bring back an actual hooker who's been with us um, for majority of the year. Roosters are missing uh, Takiyaho and obviously suspensions and stuff. So they're starting. they got Lachlan Lamb starting at six again. Drew Hutchison, who's playing pretty sick as well. Um... Two pretty solid teams. Sam Walker's at 14 again. i am be interested to see if he actually gets a bit more minutes. Like you said, Tom, he got hardly anything, and it's kind of weird because he's been really, really good, like even possibly, you know, rookie of the year this year, you people are talking about. Um, you boys just said that you think close. I don't. I think Manly uh, bounced back, and I'm not just saying this with a biased nature. I think uh, it was a big welcome uh, – what's it called? Uh Big shock last week to go into the Storm and having 40 put on you. I think we can turn it around. I would probably take 11 and a half. Um, Roosters were battered and bruised against the Titans. They got um, – but then again, they can do this. Like, obviously, you look at Tedesco. The shit that he was doing on the weekend, he's fantastic. He was he was amazing. But I'm going 13-plus, and not sure who my try scorers are and whatnot, but they will be oh, – my one leg of my same-game multi on the weekend will be mainly 13-plus. I'll go to Tom, and then I'll go to Coe. Mate, I just, I, I can see why. I can see why
1: you're saying that, but I, I just think the top six. A lot of, a lot of people have been making about the top four and the top six are way better than the rest of the cop, and I do think the top six are. And I think the next, all these final games as we get on from now onwards, I reckon there's going to be twelve points in most of them. I think, um, I think Robo is a pretty smart coach and he can coach pretty well. And he's going to, he's going to have him firing. Tucky Aho's a massive loss, but maybe, maybe that was, um, he's thinking resting Walker last week on a bench, only playing a little bit. So he can come firing in, have a massive game this, this week. Um, I think Manly win. I do think Manly win, uh, but I think one to 12, um, is more likely than 13 plus, or even if you just take roosters with a start, um, yeah, I just, I just think a lot of these finals games. It's finals forty. Robbo knows how to coach a team, even if it's a Roosters team without all these players. Like it's, he's done so well to get them to here. Like he's, he's going to have them ready to, and raring to go for a massive finals game. But I just don't think they've got enough.
2: But again, they're not going to be far away. Cowie, give me some confidence. I, I definitely do think Manly win, but I think. I, I don't know about the 13-plus, Taylor. That's kind of how I say it. What we need I said 30-plus. what 30-plus, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm what joking. I, what, yeah. what, what, what we need to do, though, is really start strong. We've been lackluster in the first, especially the first 20 minutes of the game. Um, we've done this in the past where we start real slow and build our momentum in the second half, going – Well, you look at the last three games, right? You look at Melbourne, we started very slow and we let four tries in before halftime, right? And then you look at the Cowboys, you look at the Dogs, who are weaker oppositions. We were pretty much on level pegging going into halftime both games. And I, I don't know why that is the case when we're, you know, such a dynamic scoring team. But it's definitely something that we need to fix Coming into this week's game, I mean, Roosters are defensively very strong, um, regardless of the manpower that's in, you know, in or out of the side. It that they, they just Robbo knows what to do defensively, and when it comes to a niggle, he's got all the experience. So does Desi saying that, but Robbo knows exactly how to play fo- the finals footy as well, especially over the last couple of years. So, it, as lo- if we fire out of the gates, I think we shit at in. But my guess is that if we have the running trend of starting a little bit slow and on the back foot it might be level pegging up until let's say the 60 minute mark where i think we are the fitter team i definitely do and this is why we've got over the line with convincingly whether it was the dogs or the cowboys in recent past to score those points and be tri- triumphant at the end i think if we do start strong I anticipate it'll be thirteen plus. Yeah. But if if I if I see it like we've played in the last three weeks, I think that it'll be level pegging up until sixty minutes. And then the tired legs will kick in. Tommy might get into the field to play. We put two quick tries on him and that's game. So, you know, like that line's probably bang on, I think.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to stick with 13+, and I don't know what winger is marking Ikuvalu but I'm going to be picturing them to be scoring a try on that side. Um, I'm really hoping Morgan Harper bounces back from last week, because that was one of the biggest barriers he's had for a long time, um, and just got worse and worse for him. He couldn't get it good out of a rat. But the other game, we have the Panthers and the Eels, and look, uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer than we think. So, but... Market wise, dollar twenty two to Penrith, four thirty to Parramatta. The lines twelve and a half. There, uh, they are bringing, you know, obviously a lot more experience in their... How they've been flying, they've been killing it. They bring back Dylan Edwards, which is a big plus, I think, to having him at fullback. Uh, Charlie Staines is out, so you got Toto and Crichton on the wings, Morowski and Burton in the centers. Um, on the other hand. Para been going well. When I mentioned Mitch Moses last week, he's a lot faster than I think he is. His try, his solo try on the weekend was fucking sick. Campbell, Campbell Gillard's flying. Ray Stone is tough as nails. He seems like a little thug too. So Junior Paulo, Tommy, I'm, I'm not giving dollar twenty two favoritism to the Panthers here. Yeah, it's a tough one. I
1: mean, um, you're right. Like, it feels like para have been going well. Moses scored that great try last week. Um, even even the week before when they did play Penrith without anyone, they were in the fight for about 60 minutes. And then they bet Melbourne the week before. But before we we're talking about that, we are talking about how Parra just basically going to go out in straight sets. Um, and they've turned it all around. So I'm a bit in two minds. I, I think it will be close, but I can see – get into that 70 minute mark and then Henrith can just go away with it. Um, but I'll, I'll probably take I'll probably take Par with the twelve and a half because I do think it will be a close game despite despite the chance it could blow out late. But um, again Arthur Arthur's uh record in finals has been brought up a few times but he's had some real tough finals games and apart from one sort of blowout, they've sort of been in the contest every time. They just sort of get um, they just have an inexperienced team. And this is his best shot at the finals. He's he had to leave and play like Madison out last week. Uh, it might have been because of injury, but he's getting a lot of players back. Um, the, the hook is a massive worry. I know Ray Stone played pretty well, um, gave good ball last week, but he, um, he's not a hooker. He I don't can think, hit. I think he's a back rower, he can hit, but. I, I think I think that's it. He's just a quick back rower and not a not a good dummy half. And if you need to beat Penrith, you need everything going for you. So look, I'm going with Penrith. I'll probably go Penrith one to twelve. But um
2: yeah. Coey. I, I I do genuinely believe Penrith will win. Um both coaches have struggled. I mean, more so Penrith last year, you know, they were touted to be the winners, but Melbourne were you know, they they were crowned the premiership winners, and rightfully so. In the end, um, I think Ivan has to lift off the back of last week. I just have to think, and I just can't imagine any other which way. Uh, I know Penrith. Oh, sorry. I know Parramatta's been playing out of their skin. They've revived the side, so to speak, because they had that real you know, week, six-week period where they just couldn't string any wins together. They couldn't do anything right and the morale was low and this and the other. Came and faced um, Melbourne and lo and behold, they won that when no one thought they could. Uh, Confidence is high in the club, but I just think that Penrith are just too classy for this outfit. I genuinely do. And, you know, like Campbell Gillard's been huge um, there's so many names that you can just pinch from both sides that you could go, hey, it's going to create for an almighty West battle. But I just think that genuinely, like I think, forgive last week for Penrith against the South. So I think they almost came out underestimating them. Think, oh yeah, Latrell's not playing. We'll dominate rest of the pitch when, you know, yeah, Luttrell wasn't playing. Taft played reasonable. Imagine if Luttrell was there that game. And that would have been quite the contest, I think. Um I just don't see it any too like which way. I think Penrith do win. Whether it's convincing, I'm not sure yet. We'll wait and see how the match progresses over the over the course of time. But yeah, I think that one to twelve market is a pretty safe safe held market. So I'll be with that one to twelve as well.
0: I'm going to be jumping on the one to twelve Parramatta. I think they're going to. I think they're actually going to come out and um, get a W here. Parramatta one to twelve, maybe Fergo to score a try. Um, look, I think it's at the Apple Card. Yeah, well, I, thought, I think I've gone opposite to both of you here, but look, I think we both think we all think Manly's going to win. I think Manly will win win well. I think they're thirteen plus, and whoever's marking Ikevalu, probably Saab. I think he'll score a try, and then yeah, I'm going Parramatta one to twelve and Fergo to score a try. You're getting like ten to one for that, so. Look, I think it'll be quite funny if Penrith um, you know, go go lose lose and don't make the final. But look I think um, I think we both agree, or well, we all agree, that it's gonna be tight for this game. You both are with Para, I'm with Penrith, and you think uh, take the line on the other one and I think Manly. So look, it's gonna be a sick game of a weekend. I'm a bit upset that there's only two games. That's what um that's what upsets me. There's Agreed. no there's no Sunday game, but um beautiful. That is rugby league. Um We've got some other stuff to talk about. So, did you boys watch the Wallabies before? I I did.
2: I I, I was about to say the exact same thing. (laughs) What? You did? The Wallabies. I actually did, yeah. Yeah,
0: I watched the whole... Look, Sunday night footy, I was was stoked. I didn't watch much of the All Blacks, I watched the league. But then, you know, Sunday night footy, and I know when you hear Quade Cooper's coming back after four years... Um, I was super keen to see him play. I know that their five eight that they've had going, I can't remember his last name. He's Noah. Um, has had a bit of a shocker with the boot, and you know they needed to sort of just mix things up a bit. They bring Quaid back, who isn't a, is isn't or wasn't an Australian citizen. He's played seventy seven Tests. They bring him back for number seventy eight or whatever it is. Um, he kicks eight from eight. He we get a penalty after the siren from forty out. On an angle, this is generally where Reese Hodge would come in and kick because he's the distance kicker. Quaid just backs himself. He goes, "Mate, please, I'll just, I'll, I'll line it up. He slots it all um, day. He's very, he's changed his ways a lot. He was from the pushing Richie McCaw to the arrogant cocky, whatever. He's very humble, and he's pretty much when everyone was frothing and jumping up and down and whatever." And that he was more like, you know, it's just a game of footy, like, you know, there's much more to life and blah, blah, blah. And then he was like talking about Sonny Bill and how much Sonny Bill was done for him and everything. But um, I'll go to you, Cody. Like, I'm not sure if Tommy watched the game, but like I watched the whole game. I was actually pretty, pretty pumped. The annoying thing, though, was the penalty goals at the start. That was annoying. And also the ref. So the ref in Union now can go upstairs to the video ref for like everything, and they, they talk back mm-hmm. and forth and they like – it literally is like five-minute gaps like throughout the – Oh, was there a knock-on here? What was here? Is it a red card? No, it's a yellow. Just a caution. And then it was just relentless. That guy was doing heads.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. It was just kind of – I know that Union's always been the on-field referee and whatever he does – is final say, so to speak. And that's what's been great about Union, following Union. You know, like now throwing the rugby league aspect at it, you just go, my God, this game's slow. Like I noticed how slow the game was actually going. Mm. Um And it, it makes such a difference when, you know, Union, you don't really have stoppage of play outside of having a scrum or a line out. Um, unless it's a try, of course, unless it's a scoring play. But outside of that, you just, it's pretty fl- free-flowing, and that's what we've grown to love and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, the, the Sunday game was weird. It was just like... but stopping for weird shit, up.
0: and they can re- they can also yeah. do, f- like, um, rule on forward passes and all this other shit. Yeah. There was just so many random... And they- the fact that you- he talks back and forth and you can hear them, they're like, show me one more angle, you're like... Oh, just make a call. Like these guys wouldn't last two seconds. Yeah. twenty years ago.
2: Exactly, and it was just—it was so dramatized for unnecessary reasons. That's—that's that's how I felt anyway. I mean, don't get me wrong. Great W by the boys. Um, I think the Saffas were number one. I don't know if they still are. Yeah, but they're,
0: yeah, they're world champs. They won the World Cup.
2: So you know, like it, it's a great feat for us to you know, off the back of a, a, a losing Bledisloe, so to speak. I mean, it was great to see the boys still being competitive in the world stage. But, my God, the game, like, compared to what I watched with the Bledisloe in the last month or so, and then this South Africa game, and go, what's what's changed? Why is it so slow in this game? Like, yeah. I, I just don't know. I, you know. The game, I wouldn't say it completely changed because it was still the the traditional rules and the plays and set pieces and everything else. But this one in particular, whether it was the way that South Africa played or came across, it's, yeah, it blew my mind a little bit. I was just like, oh God, well, I think South- I've been watching this for an hour. I think and South then it's Africa- only been 30 minutes.
0: South Africa plays some pretty good footy, I think, to be honest. like They used to not. but And I do feel like the second half was a lot better than the first. The first just seemed like penalty goal, penalty goal, penalty goal. But then they, it sort of opened yes. up a fair bit more in the second half. Um, Tommy, did you catch any or catch the highlights or anything?
1: Yeah, I watched a bit, man. Like, um, was we sort of watching a movie, but I had the iPad on silent and was watching as well. But um,
2: <laughs>
1: um, I saw the end, which was great to see Quaid come back and and kick that goal, and he's got his citizenship on the back of that. Yeah. Head, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I hate this kick first mentality. A lot of the Wallabies have. Like, you just you saw the fullback in one situation. He's he's got absolutely no idea what he's going to do, and he's running and he. A bit, and he puts the bomb up, and it dead set goes about three meters. Like, um, I did, it was just one thing I liked under Czech's regime was they they just sort of had that um possession facing. Like, that that's the big thing that'll cost us going forward. If we give over cheap possession to like South Africa mm-hmm. and New Zealand and these big teams, it, it's going to make us pay. And I think that's what happened against the All Blacks a bit. But They're so good in I the really, ruck, though, Tommy. They're yeah, so and that run. that scrum, that scrum to get the penalty as well was so good. And now Michael Hooper, I think, is equal or overtakes one um, more to George Gringham Gringham, yeah. yeah. One, yeah. So it's great to see him because Ho- Hooper's Hooper's set carried that team. Like
0: uh, I,
1: I heard someone, I heard someone compare him to Alan Border. Like when Alan Border was captain of Australia when we went through a really bad time in cricket, and that's how I feel. About Um, someone made the comparison and I I thought it was really apt that Hooper's carried this team um, since Stephen Moore sort of retired after the 2015 um, World Cup and we've gone through some bleak years. But Mm. I think Remy's Remy's, um, starting to turn the team around and hopefully um, we can be the big main stage on the world scene again. Um, Do you know if they've actually scrapped this Gitto law yet? Yeah, they have. Are we going to
0: see? Yeah, they have.
1: So do we have any more players come back or not yet
0: or Uh you gotta we, think like the, like obviously you would have to think that Curly Beal would be, you know, one of the best backs, right? He's for whatever reason. What about players
1: like there. Will Skelton as well? Like there's so many um well, there, so many wallabies we could pick out, out of um the European competition.
0: I guess there's a dozen like clash with whatever they're doing in their big clubs and stuff, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they um if they bring back any others, but
2: well, More importantly, boys, do you reckon did um uh, Quaid get the citizenship after the game? Or of course,
0: the you had to kick after. eight from eight and win after the siren, that was like a prerequisite.
2: So, yeah, it, pr- pretty much it was the prerequisite. Up, uh, mate, I'll give you the old mate from the uh the embassy is probably just holding it in the crowd and going, Boys, yeah, if Quaid kicks this, I'll give this to him. I'll I will give this to him, and sure enough.
0: Yeah, the MP. Yeah, and when he, the, um, the immigration up next
1: week, we'll have him deported.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, See you imi- later, buddy. the immigration MP or whatever is like, he put out a tweet yesterday. I shared it on tab, but yeah, he was pretty much trying to like relate him to other people and stuff, and that it wasn't just like a coincidence. Everyone's just like going, yeah, sure thing. Didn't kicking eight from eight and beating the world champs enough of the siren had nothing to do with it at all. Spent right,
1: up Shirley's going to stay at 10 now, but, um, a chat that O'Connor might be fit as well, Zach. What do yeah. you reckon? Does um? No, he
0: Quaid stay at ten. Yeah, Quade stays at ten. James will um he will either be on the bench or play fullback. But yeah, there's no way they're they're doing what they did on the weekend. To why, why bring him back? You know, they they always knew that James was probably going to be a week out. Um, and the fact that if like they it would have been in the back of the head if Quade kills it. We're not, like, just getting him out. So James might not be ready for an entire game, so maybe he comes off the bench and does whatever. But, yeah, he's not... I swear
1: he gets bigger every time I see him. Yeah, he does. He is a monster now. Like Compared to, like, seeing this skinny-looking, Beric Barnes-looking guy when he first started to what he is now, he is a monster.
0: Yeah,
2: he's pretty buff, isn't he? Uh, uh, Tom Banks isn't a, a slouch either. I think Tom Banks has been actually quite a player during that blood slow campaign without, you know, obviously winning games or anything like that. But I think he's been all right for the team. So I think that could be a tough decision made in, in time, so to speak.
0: I think the the fact that watching rugby when it wasn't clashing with anything was... It does it like a great service. So people go, oh, fuck, yeah, rugby's on. That's right. But if that was on at the same time as Storm v. Manly or whatever, you'd hate, well, to, th- you'd hate to think what their rankings would be.
1: Talking about this, Zach... Um, I'm be gutted that you yeah. move the Melbourne game next week to four o'clock.
0: While said the race is on. Yeah.
1: Well, I've got I got I'll have to record that and watch it when I get home. But the the other thing is there's a Wallabies game on that clashes that time too. So I don't I don't know if they'll care at all, but they probably won't draw a massive crowd off it. But it's still probably like you're thinking about three hundred thousand that sort of watch the Wallabies no matter when they're playing. Yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see if they move it. Um, it seems like they've just locked in Saturdays now for the next few weeks. So Yeah, it's um, a, there's a few clashes. Clashes with those sports, yeah.
0: Um, all right, that's Wallabies. I'm going to mention the tennis. So the two winners, um, well, obviously Medvedev beat Novak, right? But the interesting thing was the girls, right? So the girls... Obviously, Bardi went out early, Osaka the same, um, but the, the fact that these two young, whatever they were, 17, 18-year-old girls that um, played the final, the winner was a wild card, uh, and she, pre-tournament, pre pre-tournament, pre-tournament betting, um, what's her name, the from UK, Kano or something, um, yep. I think she went through and didn't drop a set or something, and she... Was paying one hundred and twenty six dollars. She also had to go through the qualifying series just to get into the tournament. So she was one hundred and twenty six to one uh, favorite or favorite or paying to win the tournament. The other girl from Canada she was the
1: first ever to win um, as a a qualifier qualifier as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: And Fernandez, who was even had to do the same thing, she came second. She was paying five hundred and twenty six to one to win the tournament. So the fact that they those two were in the final is mind-numbing to even think, right? So, huge, these two young girls that are doing it, and obviously Medvedev, who finally steps up and wins in straight straight sets against Novak. When they last clashed, I think they played in the Australian Open, and Novak beat him in straight sets. So, there's a couple of, like, throbbers, I guess, coming through the male tennis, because... You know, we know that a bit better. Um, I think Medvedev is going to be a freak. I think he's gonna he's going to be one of those ones. Sverev and those others have sort of like hung around and city pass and whatever. They haven't really cracked Novak in that. So I'm pretty sure Novak only needs one more major to be the greatest of all time. I think they're all sitting on the same at the moment, which you'd have to think Novak will at least win another three, four, or whatever in his in his life. But there's Medvedev. Can you imagine if he doesn't?
1: He yeah,
0: I can I can imagine, but I find it very hard to believe. Uh-huh. Like yeah, he'll so. just he'll I, I, he'll just win the Australian Open.
2: I, I genuinely think boys though, I think that he's Novak in particular, he's crashed under the pressure of the calendar slam, I think. Um Yeah, the golden uh, slam. No well I mean the golden slam was on option, but then it was the calendar slam. So as soon as he got out of the didn't win the gold at the Olympics, he was down to a calendar slam, which hasn't been achieved for a little bit of time as well. So, I think yeah, I, dare I say, pressure's finally got to him, and he he, he got to the the greatest stage, literally the last match, so to speak, of the calendar slam, being in a final at the US could, Open
1: of the yeah. You're right, Kelly. You could see it in him because he had a had a few curious melt, sized meltdowns. Yeah, but, and um, during the he Olympics, he was happy.
2: huge. Yeah, oh, even, even in
1: that final he was carrying on yeah. a bit. But um so, oh, good good on Medvedev though. I'd loved his celebration.
0: <laughs> the same, if yeah. um
1: anyone played the old FIFA, the old L one and left is the uh, <laughs> diving silly salmon is one of my favorites. I know I'm uh, capable of it in FIFA, so um uh, it was a good celebration and good on him.
0: Yeah, massive and Congratulations, obviously, to the girls. That's a massive feat. So, there's obviously, the girls are a lot more open than the boys are. So, there's only a handful of guys that can sort of make the quarters and semis and stuff uh, continuously. But when you're getting 500 to 1, uh, odds on girls making the final, pretty bloody amazing. Um, Imagine the
2: Quinella boys.
0: The Quinella would uh, yeah, have been th- stacks. Don't want to think about it. Or the exacto, yeah. Um, oh. Tommy. Daniel Ricciardo. So, Daniel Ricciardo won the other night. Um, Shuey involved. Um, what I liked was the little, like, the montage of Daniel Ricciardo, Shuey, and Dylan Orcott, who's just fucking won. He's won everything. So, I think I, I put up the other he's day... He's a freak. He's, he's he won everything. All the majors. He won the Olympics. He's won like six or seven things this year, like huge tournaments. So he was sculling a beer out of his cup, and then someone montaged it with um, Ricardo doing a shooey as well. So Ricardo won the Italian the other night. Um, great tweet from him yesterday, just tweeting "fuck." So he must have had a pretty big night. Um, did you? No. Wa- the
1: big thing was um, afterwards he goes he he so he wins and he's about to get an interviewed and. First thing he goes is, Do you mind if I swear? And the guy's like, No, 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 please don't swear, please don't swear. <laughs> and I can't remember exactly what he said, but how freaking good, or about bloody time or he, he, I think he said about time, as in, as it if he was gonna say about fucking time. So he was soaked and he just had a grin from ear to ear and just to see his um to see his teammate as well come second and he was over the moon like he was asked if he'd want to win one, but he, he was just happy finishing second for the team and the team quinella in it. And the team, um the Renault team was so just uh everyone there was so happy. Even even the owner guy was doing chilies and he, he forced his um teammate to do a chili. He wasn't too he wasn't too good at doing it. <laughs> he sort of spat out half of it. But um they're all they're all doing chilies and they're all having a good time and Ricardo just he's Seem happy again because he's he's just so infectious when he's winning and happy. I only watched the last 10 laps, but um, yeah, you just you could tell how much it meant for him because it's been what four or five years and for him to win that, um, to, to win that next title,
0: um what about some NFL to finish things off? So I'm a little NFL tipping comp. I don't know shit about NFL. I didn't do too good, but I did watch a few games and they were pretty hectic endings, right? So, um, did you watch much of them over the weekend or the first round?
1: Yeah, mate, I, um, I watched a few, I I didn't get to get up and watch the 3am ones, but my team Philly, uh, had a big win and Jordan, um, big South guy, um, getting a start was, was really good, but the, the Vegas team back in that uh, in that new stadium, packed for the first time, was incredible. And to go to overtime was ridiculous. And then they won it, then they had it taken away, and then they had to win it again. They they had the guy come on for a field goal, and it took too long, so they ran a play, and uh, it was just ridiculous. But it was great to see that, and just um, yeah, just some some of the stories behind it, and seeing the massive crowds. Back um, is is looking really good for America and I think it'll be a massive season so especially with no footy and all of us still in lockdown at least it gives us um, gives us
0: something to watch for the next few months How about you Kyle you watch much of it?
2: I watched a fair bit um, don't get me wrong not entire games but I definitely had a few wages here and there a um, couple of teams to impress well, I mean the Saints were enormous I mean didn't think it would be a, a proper toweling like what it was in the end. I think they were just, I don't know what was in them. They, they just went, all right, well, I guess uh, this is the year. Who's Drew Brees? Oh, yeah, he retired last year. Oh, don't worry about that. We'll just come out and just do our thing. And dare I say, like Green Bay got towed. Like, I don't know what to say about that. I was not expecting it. I thought it was going to be far closer than what it was. Um Another game I watched, Matt Stafford got traded last year, ended last year to the Rams for Jared Goff. Um, And let me tell you, he looked red hot, red hot. And, you know, everyone over the course of, I don't know, the last six, seven, eight years has known the ability of what Matt Stafford could be and should be. Um, I think this was the first sign of, he could actually. I mean, I, I can't imagine the Rams going all the way, although they have been to a Super Bowl against the Patriots a couple of years back. Saying that uh, it was, it's just good to see a good player flourish at a good team. Um, I, I've seen it countless times in you know NRL or any sport of that matter when someone with such high caliber and talent miss out on premierships or just even winning winning games. And it was just that was good to see. And yeah, uh, it's only week one. Week two starts Friday, I think, for us, Thursday, then. But yeah, it's going to be an exciting season.
0: Beautiful. Um, All right, last thing I'll just mention I was going to say it earlier, but Mossy Masoi, we saw him walk out for the final time um, in the Super League on the weekend. Uh, He is. I'm um, amazingly walking, right? So he was paralysed and told he wouldn't walk, and all number of things. So he's on his way back to Australia in the next couple of months. I think it's November. Um, I do know his wife pretty well. She was in my year at school, and I used to play a bit of poker with Mossy. So I am going to reach out at one point and just try and maybe get him on and try and get a chat and see how he's going and how rehab is and what his plans are. So be cool when he gets back to the beaches in Sydney. Um, but, Yeah, pretty cool to see though, wasn't it, Tom?
1: Yeah, it was massive. Like, um, they had the ball there. Like, for one, having his whole family come out cheering was great scene. But then to Sean Kenny Dow, who played with him at Roosters, now captain of Hull, there as well, came in and gave him um, a sign ball that all the captains in the Super League and all the captains in the NRL had signed, and just, just. Yeah, just the scenes behind all of that is fantastic, and showy supported. A guy totally never walk again. Walk on to walk onto to a field and get that reception was just incredible, and it just um, yeah, just it was it was a good send off for him. Last time on a 40 field in England, and yeah, it's good good way to go out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, all the best though. I can't believe he's actually how how good he looked, especially on the weekend. So, um, all right, so. I mentioned my bets earlier. I said Manly 13 plus, Saab to score, 1 to 12, Parramatta and Fergo to score. Um, you boys, Tom, I'm assuming you want to take the line or you think the 1 to 12 Manly?
1: I've just sort of done a little um, weekend multi, Zach. I've got both both teams plus the line. So Roosters plus the 11 and a half, Para plus the 12 and a half. John Ram, to win uh, the Fortnay Championship, um, he's one of the big guns playing in a bit of a weaker competition. He's about $5 to win. So I wouldn't be backing it by itself, but just throw it in a multi with a couple of things you might win. I, he, he should win this. And i just gone the Wallabies with a seven and a half start as well. I think... Um, it's, yeah, I, it's Yeah, it's very dangerous. Um, but I think... Yeah, I think they are. Um, they'll be close if if they can't win. And there's a couple of NFL things that I like as well, but they're the main ones um, I'll go. So having a little multi,
2: just took a couple of them in. Kelly, I've just gone well, more or less the same in that well, NRL anyway. I've, you know what? I have to back boys. So I'm going to get them with the start, negative eleven and a half boy. into into Parramatta with. Plus 12 and a half. I think that is really juicy, actually, the plus 12 so and a half. Ca- you matter. said
1: you don't think they'll win
2: 13 plus, Kowie, but you're going to take them in the line at 11 <laughs> and five. Are they going to win by 12? Sure, why not? I, th- I think that it will be, like I said, Tommy, though, I think it will be decided in the last 15, 20 minutes. I think that the tire legs will inspire him and they'll be the fitter team. And two quick tries, bang, bang, put it to bed, 12. By twelve, by twelve. Um, Fair enough. Um, and then Parramatta by uh, with the start twelve and a half, as I said. And then the two NFL leagues, like I said, I think the Rams with a negative three and a half, and New Orleans with a negative three and a half. I think they're. I think just the way that they played against decent opposition makes me think that the three and a half's just too low at this stage. And twelve bucks, I can definitely take a little slice of that. So. Sweet. Go the multi. Beautiful.
0: All right, boys. Um, thanks for joining me. A little uh, earlier podcast. So we'll get it out Thursday morning.
2: And happy Beautiful. birthday tomorrow, Zachary.
0: Thank you, mate. Thank you. Yep.
2: yep. Oh, Mi- Mr. Turnbridge turning. Yeah. I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm young. Uh, one, I'm young. 30. One, one, one step closer to 40, buddy. One step closer. Yeah.
0: yeah. One step closer to 40. Thank you, boys. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, mate. Thanks, guys. See you, mate.